Chapter Twenty Two of Energy and Vibration. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Amy Graymore. Nature's Miracles, Volume Two, Energy and Vibration, by Elijah Gray. Chapter Twenty Two. Color. In the musical scale, each note differs from the other in the matter of pitch, and pitch, as we have seen, is the rate of vibration per second. Colors differ in pitch, the same as musical notes, and there are about an octave of them. If we allow a beam of sunlight to come into a dark room through a small aperture and let it fall on a white screen, there will appear a round spot of white light that is an image of the sun. If now we intercept the beam of light with a prism placed with the edge downward, there will appear on the screen a band of colors, one above the other. They will appear in the following order, beginning at the bottom. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet, and the whole is called the solar spectrum. When a ray of light passes from a rarer to a denser medium, as from air through glass, the rays are bent out of their course, and the bend is different for each color. The bend is called refraction. The red ray is the least refracted, and the violet the most. And that is why the violet appears at the top of the band of colors. This difference of bend in the color rays is due to the difference of wavelength. For light, like sound, has a definite wavelength for each vibration period. In order that we may better understand, let us go back a little and tabulate the vibration period of each color. Red 477 trillion per second. Orange, 506 trillion per second. Yellow, 535 trillion per second. Green, 577 trillion per second. Blue, 622 trillion per second. Indigo, 658 trillion per second. Violet, 699 trillion per second. It will be seen from the foregoing table that the vibration rate per second increases from red to violet. The wavelength of the slowest vibration, to wit, red, is the greatest, the same as in sound, and the shortest is that of the most rapid, violet. The more waves there are in a given distance, the greater the bend will be in passing from one medium to another. The red ray has 39,000 waves to an inch, Hence the wavelength of red is one thirty-nine thousandth of an inch. The violet ray has fifty-seven thousand waves to the inch. The red ray, having the fewest number of waves to the inch, is therefore bent out of its course the least, while the violet ray, having the greatest number per inch, is bent the most out of its course in passing through the prism. It will be seen from the foregoing why the colors are dispersed in passing through the prism. It will be remembered that the wavelength of a sound tone with 256 vibration periods per second was 4 feet and 4 inches in air. It will be noted that there is a vast difference between the wavelength of a sound tone and that of a color tone. You ask, why do different objects seem to have different colors? Color as a sensation is the effect of ether waves impinging upon the retina of the eye. When these waves enter the eye at the rate of 477 trillion per second, 
there is a sensation produced in the brain that we call red. But when the retina is agitated by 699 trillion ether waves per second, we experience the sensation of violet, and the same is true of the other colors, so that for each variation of rate within the limits of color there will be a corresponding variation of color sensation. Having now established the rates of motion and the wavelengths of the different colors of light, we are prepared to explain the phenomena of colors as they appear on various objects that come within the range of our vision. It has been stated in a preceding chapter that we see all non-luminous objects by reflected light. If a ray of white light falls upon a black surface, all the colors are absorbed and none reflected. Darkness is the absence of light, hence we have black, which is simply the absence of all color. If a ray of light falls upon an object that absorbs all the colors but red, then red alone will be reflected to the eye, and we have the sensation which belongs to that color, because the rate of vibration that produces this sensation of red is the only one that is reflected. This same thing would be true of all the colors. If an object has a violet color, it is because all the other colors are absorbed, and violet only is reflected to the eye, hence the sensation of violet. When a color is absorbed, it becomes heat. If we wear dark clothing, the sun will seem much hotter than when we are clothed in white. The former absorbs the color vibrations, which become heat, while the latter reflects them. If we have some color tint which arises from a mixture of colors, it is because the object so tinted is able to reflect two or more color vibrations, the resultant of which is the tint. Colors, like sounds, may be mixed in an infinite number of proportions, and each change of proportion is not only a change of the physical conditions of the ether between the reflecting substance and the eye, but a change of sensation or emotion. The blending of color motion affects our emotional nature somewhat as the blending of sonorous tones does. They may be harmonious and pleasing, or they may be inharmonious and irritating. Women are as a rule more sensitive to color tints than men, because their training has been such as to make them so. We hear them say, those colors fight which is another way of saying that they are inharmonious and great upon their sensitive nerves. Color art is not yet developed, so that it is a language of the emotions in the same sense that music is. Not long ago it could have been said that music was not an art. It may be that at some future time the art of color, so crudely developed now, will be brought to the same state of perfection as a language for the expression of emotion, that the art of music has reached at the present time. It will be impossible to give you more than a very few fundamental facts relating to this beautiful science, because so many of the phenomena, to be understood intelligently, need the aid of experiment and illustration that cannot be had here. The fundamental thought running through all the phenomena of sound, heat, and light, as well as electricity, is motion, motion as related to our sense perceptions, and motion as related to all the innumerable phenomena of nature. Let us now continue our investigation of color. From the standpoint of definite rates of motion and definite lengths of impulse, 
Every schoolboy is familiar with soap bubbles, and has spent many a happy hour blowing them, but he did not realize how many scientific truths could be extracted from them. The study of soap bubbles has led to some of the greatest discoveries. I am aware that there are a certain lot of pleasure-seekers, with more money than intellect, who look with pity akin to contempt upon a man who could waste so much good time in the study of such simple things. Don't waste your sympathy, dear friends. He pities you even more than you do him. He sees in the soap-bubble, among other things, an apt illustration of your own gilded life. For one brief moment it floats in the sunshine, arrayed in gorgeous hues, surrounded by admiring onlookers. When, lo, the bubble bursts, and it is no more. You mourn the loss of its gorgeousness, but to you it has no meaning beyond. The man of science sees in it the illustration of natural laws that are transcendently beautiful. The great Sir Isaac Newton made some of his most important discoveries by studying soap bubbles. Day after day he sat in his backyard blowing them, and watching them rise in the air, displaying those varied hues of color that any one may see by trying the experiment. His neighbors became alarmed and took counsel among themselves as to what should be done for the poor man. Poor, indeed, he was to those ignorant souls. But how rich was his life to the millions who have followed him! Forgetting the finest results in the formation of soap bubbles, the best medium is a solution of castile soap and glycerin in the proportion of one part glycerin to two of the saturated solution of soap. First take a common glass tumbler and dip the mouth of it in the solution, and by careful handling we get a film of soap and glycerin stretched across the mouth of the tumbler. Now turn the tumbler over on its side, and immediately bands of color will appear running across the film. You will notice that these colors change. We have already seen that every color has a definite wavelength and a definite rate of vibration per second. A color will be reflected from the film when its thickness is one-fourth of the wavelength that belongs to that color. We saw that when sound was reflected, or reinforced by a hollow tube closed at one end, the tube was one-fourth the length of the sound wave. The same law holds good with color motion. The reflection is from the back of the film, as sound is from the bottom of the tube. If the film is thick enough, the first color that will appear is red and after that the others in the order of their succession in the solar spectrum. The film is constantly growing thinner at the top, by the stretching produced by gravity, and when it reaches the thickness of one one hundred and fifty-six thousandth of an inch, the red ray will appear, as that is one-fourth the wavelength of the red ray. When all the phases of color have appeared and passed down, there appears a patch of gray at the top of the film, which tells us that it is stretched to its limit, and now it breaks. Knowing as we do the wavelengths of color, we are able to measure the thickness of the film. If violet has appeared on the film, we know that it is not over one-fourth the thickness of a wavelength of that color, which would be one two hundred and twenty-eight thousandth of an inch. This gives us also some idea of the size of a molecule of water, as the film cannot stretch to a thinness beyond the diameter of the molecule, although the film may break by its own weight long before its thickness has been reduced to that diameter.
Light waves may be made to interfere with each other the same as sound waves. If two sets of light waves of the same wavelength are so related to each other that one set of waves falls in the depression between the other set, the result is darkness. We have seen that if all the colors of a sunbeam are totally reflected to the eye from an object, the color of the object is white. But if some one of the colors is only partially reflected, or entirely absorbed, the composite effect would be something away from white. There is an inconceivable number of variations and proportions of color, and as each variation may produce a variation of tone or tint, we can see how all the delicate shadings of a poem or a symphony in color may be produced. Sometime color and color tones may be classified and arranged in their order of succession and combination, and by some sort of instrument that will cause them to appear and disappear, played upon as we do upon a musical instrument to produce the effect of sound coloring. Color will then become a language of emotion as music is now. End of chapter 22